I call it the War and Peace course, where you're trying to offer that value um, by building like 24, like four courses with all with 24 lessons in them with ex loads of extra bonus content. You don't have to do that. You're compensating for a natural fear in the wrong way. You're listening to the Client Catching Podcast, the show that uncovers how high-performing service-based business leaders are successfully navigating the ocean of complexity around growing their business. Now, as anyone with the talent and guts to start a business knows, it takes a lot more to grow one than just being great at what you do, and you can't do it alone. So this podcast will show you how other captains of their own ship, just like you, have found the right strategy to catch more clients, simplified everything, and transform their business. So if you're ready to do the same, then jump aboard and join me, Adam King, host and the captain at Think Like a Fish, and let's go fishing. Hey, this is Adam, and thanks very much for listening to the Client Catching Podcast. Now, as you're here, I'm assuming that you're looking for ideas to help you win new clients and grow your business. Otherwise, you'd probably be looking, listening to a different podcast, right? So look, while everything that my guests and I talk about can work if they're done properly, there are some growth strategies that are meant for different businesses at different stages of growth. So they're not necessarily all suitable for everyone. Problem is, like, how do you know which ones to use for your business? Well, that's why I've created the Business Growth Stage Scorecard at thinklikeafish.co.uk slash growth scorecard. This will measure you against three key accelerators of growth and identify the solutions and action steps that you can take specific for the stage that you're in right now. So all you need to do is answer a few simple multiple choice questions that will take you less than four minutes to do. So go to thinklikeafish.co.uk slash growth scorecard and discover the right growth strategies for your specific stage of business. Okay, let's get back to the show. Hello, and welcome to the Client Catching Podcast. Now, when I talk to a lot of service business owners about growing their firm, the majority tell me that their strategy is primarily focused on getting more clients than they can serve with their current offerings, which obviously makes complete sense because that's what you need to do to grow a business. You need more clients. However, a lot do not consider that there are actually alternative ways to grow your service business. And there is one that specifically doesn't require you to continue to add overhead and infrastructure to deliver the service itself. Now, what I'm talking about here is e-learning and online courses. Now, this could be a standalone course or maybe using some form of e-learning platform in combination with your existing services to enhance your client's experience, to differentiate you from your competition and potentially charge higher fees. But if you haven't considered e-learning as a viable option for you because maybe you've been put off by all the, the techie stuff, then my guest today is going to remove all of those excuses and really open your eyes to the possibilities of having an online element to your service offerings. Now, he's a fellow Brit, but he's made a very successful move to America, which is where he's joining me from today. He's the founder and CEO of WP Tonic, where he helps his clients create online courses and e-learning platforms that can add a substantial revenue stream to your business. So is this... As his approach is a little bit different to growing a service-based business and not one that many consider straight away, and yet it's more simple than you realize, I'm really, really looking forward to talking to my guest today, Jonathan Denwood. So Jonathan, welcome to the Client Catching Podcast. Oh, thank you so much, Adam. It's a pleasure being on your podcast. I'm really looking forward to the our, um, our chat. Yeah, and as I say, I've, I've not had anyone to talk about 
growing a business, specifically a service-based business, mm-hmm. but using some of the options that we have available today in this this sort of crazy advanced digital world and, and specifically with e-learning. So how have you found businesses that sell a service use online courses or e-learning to to grow their business? I think there's two clear examples I can give you that would be interested to your listeners and viewers. Um, let's say um, you're uh, the owner of a yoga studio and you wanted to offer more, you know, people are busy, so they can't all attend um, your your lessons, basically. Well, you could set up a membership and record um, a lot of your le- lessons and you could offer that to your members so if they couldn't attend one of the live lessons in in the studio that would be available to them and that could be a, a competitive benefit um, when you're selling memberships to um, people and that can apply to a lot of um, exercise or training and consultants you know you can add it as an extra value um, package to your face-to-face or um, one-to-one consultations so that's one way the other way is uh, as a direct um, max you know helping you um, I'm struggling for the right word here to help you be different to your competition you know basically you don't want to compete on price so if you're in the consultancy business or service business you and you've got a potential new client as part of the onboarding or extra benefit that you put in your proposal you could say you have an online training part of your business gives you more credibility and also has a great benefit to the potential new client because you um, offer these additional training mechanisms which you have built online. So there are two clear mechanisms where I think you can offer, as a service business, you can offer online training and help your business. Hmm. And I think that there's potential that, I guess the word online course can actually in itself not really communicate what you can do with e-learning or online training or something like that because we've all been through them i'm sure we've all seen the ads for them um you know take this course and uh you know learn this skill or uh, certainly when it comes to marketing and and you know, getting better at, uh, at growing your business it's it's through the you know learn how to do these facebook ads and uh, you'll be a millionaire next week rodney that kind of thing um but there's so much more you can do with a platform that is designed to actually enhance the service offering that you do. And I mean, I can think of a number of, of, of ways of, of using this and some of them you've covered there. But also you could have a standalone offering if somebody isn't necessarily able to invest the full amount with you for your one-on-one services or if geography is a problem. Because if you're a local business, you've only got a limited pool if you only work sort of one-to-one and um, in person with someone so have you got any examples of of, of people that have, have done something similar like that where they've had a business that is running a service but then they've added this online resource to their business and and what it's done for their growth 
Well, I've got um, I've got a client that um, is in the personal development side, and they're from the the more traditional Christian background, and then they they progressed into personal development, and um, they had a very successful TV show in America, um, and then they were doing a kind of tour conference and then they decided to go into what i classify as e-learning and they've been running <clears throat> they've been running that for about a year now with our help and they sell a lot of courses in china and in india um strange enough and they, you know they've got tremendous success and they're, they're adding to new we're helping them develop two new courses right now so I think that's a good example, you know, from, from you know, America's a pretty big continent, um, but they've grown their business internationally through the online courses. Yeah, that's an interesting one, because I think a lot of the time when, uh, when people may think online courses, they think, well, the biggest markets are obviously uh, UK, US, Australia, maybe some of the, the primarily English speaking markets. But that's an interesting one that you could you could create something that will go into a market which you wouldn't necessarily first think of, such as India. And that would have success because there's still money in India. There's still a market in India. Oh. And, may, you know, they're underserved potentially by these sorts of things. Well, and then much more in India, but to some extent in China, you know, English you know, it is the second language in India is English. And you've got one of the rapid, one of the rapid, growing middle classes in the world in india and you've got the same thing where english is normally the second or third language that's learned especially in the middle classes in china and you know you can do it at a price point that is affordable to those two massive markets basically that's an opportunity to expand into multiple different markets and yeah, really, really expand your client base. But I can imagine it's not as simple as simply putting a few videos onto a yeah, on, on some sort of website and, and getting people to pay for it. What goes into creating something like this? Well, basically, um, we specialize in WordPress and we specialize, there's, a, there's about two to three major plugins that um, help you develop what are called learning management systems and they're just glorified interfaces and offer other to integrate quizzes video text and some element of what is called gamification where you're giving certificates uh, um, and other inducements that encourage the students to progress through the course and these systems are kind of semi-platforms but fundamentally, um, like anything in business, I don't know if you found this, Adam, it's that actually the pre-planning that is the most important. And uh, my biggest advice is don't get over ambitious about what your first course is going to be. Um, don't try and compensate for your value for your worries around are you going to be offering real value to your potential student base by compensating with those obvious and 
you know, um, understandable worries by trying to build war and peace. I call it the war and peace course, where you're trying to offer that value um, by building like 24, like four courses with all with 24 lessons in them with ex loads of extra bonus content. You don't have to do that. You're compensating for a natural fear in the wrong way. You're much better um, really um, doing some pre-study. Um, what I mean by pre-study is one of the great things nowadays is it's really, I wouldn't say terribly easy, but a lot easier to find out what are the real concerns, things that um, your potential students might be really struggling with and really identify a real sweet point for your first course. And the way you do that is joining online communities. A lot, There's a lot of groups on Facebook. Facebook has kind of dominated this sector now. I think LinkedIn have plans to kind of muscle in on that in the coming year as well. But at the present moment, um, well, they did they did dominate it for a time, LinkedIn, with their own groups, which diminished when Facebook entered the market. But I think LinkedIn have got some plans to come back. But at the present moment, it's Facebook. Now, there's literally a, a group for almost everything on Facebook. So identifying the ones that have the best men membership and, and interactivity and join those. And remember, God put you on this world with one mouth and two ears. And they've done that for a, pur for a purpose. So um, listen when you join. Listen to the conversations. Write down some, some reoccurring problems that you observe. And then after like a, a, a period of time, join in with the conversations and try and be as helpful as possible with people. Try and become uh, one of the people that's helpful on these communities and build a following so when you build your when you do your pre-course launch marketing you've already established an online community a small online tribe so it has two benefits it enables you to understand the problems and needs of your target audience and secondly also build up a small tribe so that's really beneficial and then understand your first course probably only needs to be about 12 lessons. Yeah, because I can imagine trying to, or thinking about certainly the kind of businesses that I work with, they've got a lot of knowledge and a lot of expertise in their head. Certainly the guys that, that run these businesses. And I can imagine the, the temptation would be to try and put everything into one course. To almost almost as that way of, of proving that they know what they're doing and, and they're very good at what they're doing and maybe that's the overcompensation thing that you were talking about but actually the person on the other side they have a very specific problem and they want that solved and it's almost looking at what you do from a, a holistic level and almost breaking down I can imagine the problems that you solve the mini problems on the way to the big problem and almost making courses out of those mini problems which are almost like the milestones or the stepping stones you take someone through along the way to actually solving the big problem now whatever that big problem is um yeah so that's that's a way i, I could sort of see it and and yeah the the idea of 
going online and actually listening because that's the other that's the thing about social media that not everyone realizes is it's not all about the participation and, and posting selfies and pictures of your dinner you can use it in a very strategic way to actually listen and it's possibly the greatest market research tool that there's available or ever has been available because you get to actually hear what people are saying read what people are thinking but it's in their own language and you'll discover things that you never really understood or or saw before so yeah that's a, that's a fantastic way of, of of doing it so let's say somebody's let's say somebody's done that um i think it's the anyone that may have been thinking about this i think it's the technology side of it that is probably the biggest barrier to them they're thinking oh right now i have to figure out how to uh, shoot videos i have to load it all onto websites i have to then uh, you know, figure out how to get people to you know, actually pay and then enroll them and all that kind of thing and, and and it can in their mind become this beast so how do you solve that problem well there's when it comes to the actual video side um there's an there's basically two ways do it yourself or hire a professional i would always advise you to do it yourself initially uh, and then you can either bring in an editor to help you edit the video which is probably still um, a good idea even when it comes to your first course but the beauty is there's a lot of uh, resources out there where you can hire a freelance editor um, to help you edit your videos that's the other reason when we get back to our first thing I wanted to make clear, make your course the small, make it as small as possible, but but still answers that fundamental problem that you have researched for your social media research. Um, but then hire editor, but you can take video through using something like Zoom, which we're using at the present moment. Um, that you you can get really fantastic results by using a good quality webcam. Um, Logitech do a number on the higher end, which um, basically um, I think their top of the range one does do 4K. 4K is a, um, a level of video where it shows more detail. It's a more clearer picture. I'm not using a 4K cam for this interview. Um, it's not required. And then um, if you really want to get into it, um, basically you need to buy external cameras. But um, the good news is um, Canon and Sony, they're the two I would recommend. The Canon has the um, 50 um, which is uh, in their professional range, their starter camera, which can can recall 4K, and it's around five hundred dollars. And then the Sony is between six and seven hundred. It's actually um, a slightly better camera than the Canon 50, and I forgot, but it's the one at the bottom of the Sony range, um, and that does 4K. And the other thing, which is not intuitive, which is really important, funny enough, is sound quality. A lot of people, um, you don't need all the bells and whistles in actual the video, but you, what you really do need is good sound quality. Yeah, I'd have thought for the majority of people that are going to be doing this sort of thing, 
you don't need to be uh, investing an entire studio um, when you start. Um, it's more about, I think with so many things, it's speed of implementation is, is more important than perfection. And, you know, thinking about too much about the, uh, the, the quality of mic or the camera or anything like that, and making everything perfect is actually less important than getting something done and getting real world uh, real world f- feedback. And maybe that's the thing that I don't know. Maybe you find a lot of uh, a lot of your clients have struggled with because yeah, they've got a lot of half built bridges, but they never get something actually out there. I'm not sure. No, it's, you know that's why I say aim for a small course, aim for a course at a maximum twelve lessons. Keep the less the video below 10 minutes, five minutes per video. Supply a, a supportive PDF, maybe a quiz. Plan it, write it all out. Keep it simple. Try and get a, a quick victory for your students. Try, you know, you've done your investigation about what you, what the course is going to be about, the key problem that you're going to be helping them deal with. And try and get early victory in like the, the first two or three lessons for them. Um, because one of the dirty secrets of e-learning is what is called churn, which is basically students dropping out. Um, another area when concerning this first small course, which you then can use if you get success and you, you look to build some other courses, you um depending on your setup you can use that small course as uh, as a way of marketing of getting people into your funnel but one of the um one of the great things that you should look on is um your onboarding experience you know the email and the, the initial support that you give it tends to be something that's greatly forgotten about especially when you're doing your first one or two courses but really building from day one a decent onboarding experience. And that can be the case for any business, even if it's not an, on, a, a, an online course or any learning, that, that onboarding experience, it's consistent and it's giving people what they need to know step by step and it's easy to follow. I guess that, that some form of online tutoring or platform could be incredibly beneficial. If you don't want to go down the full route of a course, I think as we covered at the beginning, adding a differentiator to your service business. If you're part of your onboarding process is directing someone to their own individual portal online, say, for example, in order to make sure that they provide you with all the required documentation that they may need to set up the service. If you're, say, a a financial advisor or an accountant or something like that, rather than you having to be on the phone and making sure and back and forth and all that kind of thing. You have someone go through a process and you show them exactly where things are, what they need to do. I mean, I'm personally one of my one of one of my life challenges that I've I, I do not I, I I struggle with to this day. Well, one is filling out forms. I, I something about filling out forms in my brain does not compute. And the other one is tearing perforated edges without ripping the entire paper. So they're, they're the two things that I struggle with in life massively. Thinking about like think, things like filling out forms, you can have someone literally guiding you through how to fill out the forms, where to find the information, make sure it's correct information, all that kind of thing. And, and all of those things that can make that process seamless, 
both for the client, but also for you as the business, because you're not spending that time or your staff's time basically doing that admin side of things, which can eat up a lot of man hours over a period of time. And there's an incredible benefit to that as well. There is. It, and it really, it's hardly been thought about. Um, an example that really comes to mind, Adam, is I was interviewing a guest on my own podcast, and he was the head of um, training for Suzuki USA. And basically, um, before they built online training platform, that, they did all their training over weekends. So um, franchise dealerships used to send their mechanics to a weekend that used to be hosted by, well, still is, um, hosted by Suzuki USA. And um, there were pre-acquisite studies, books and things that you were supposed to have to learn before you came on the course the weekend course and these are expensive you know accommodation um renting a venue people have to fly in what they're finding adam was a surprise surprise and you know a, a high percentage of the students wasn't doing the prerequisites they weren't doing the pre-study or they weren't suitable really they said they were at a stage of knowledge and that used to have ripple effects about the whole weekend you know you know the low steward student with the lowest knowledge you have then had to um to some extent dumb down the student to that particular level well when you're in that situation you are as i guess you're as strong as your weakest link and if it's all about trying to move people then yeah i understand that exactly so to get around this that they developed um using one of the biggest plugins in the WordPress ecosystem around any management system is Lifter LMS. And I used this, he utilized Lifter LMS um, to build a, a course. He had some resistance from some of the, some of the people in Suzuki because they, they really didn't understand A, around using open source software and secondly about this whole concept of e-learning. So he kind of built this initially on his own um, as a um, on his own time, and he kept it as a um, underground project. And then he um, and then he got some results, and then he showed it to his higher management, and they were blown away. So now anybody that wants to do the weekend course, they have to do an online course, which is quiz based has video has tutorials and then you have to pass get to a certain mark through this course then to do the weekend and it's made the whole um the value the feedback um the knowledge the whole it's made the whole weekend course much more value and um they've got much better reviews by insisting that everybody goes through this online course well, yeah, I mean, that's a fantastic way to, as as we sort of introduced at the beginning, to enhance something that you're already doing. And what that does in, in my head, because uh, you, uh, you mentioned the word franchise and things like that, there's another way that you could use an online course, and that is you could use it as an internal training portal. If you have um, the type of business where you need to bring people on maybe on a more regular basis or you have a, a, a particular um, 
part of your business that that is quite process orientated, then you could use something like this rather than having to have a, a staff member um, spend an awful lot of time sat with someone walking them through the whole thing. You could create that system where somebody does that once and then each new member of staff comes in and they have to go through it. Um, it could even be part of the recruitment process, but that would you, you would certainly on the recruitment side of it, you could save an awful lot of money by avoiding a bad fit hire because you can test their acumen and their knowledge and their ability by having them go through something like this. Um, and then at the same time, get them up to speed a lot quicker than having to wait until certain people are available um, to take time out of their busy day to sit with someone and actually show them the ropes. And again, so many options of using these types of things in a business that is not just about necessarily creating a course to sell to the end user. And yeah, I just think there's so many opportunities. My, my mind goes towards things like, yeah, tra a training portal that has, uh, you know, additional benefits um, beyond the service that you provide. You could have other people come into a big part of what I do is, is help people build alliances with other businesses that have complementary services. And you can, you know, you use it away. I had somebody talking about referrals and he had a, a great idea that was, uh, he said something along the lines of this was um, Michael Griffiths. And he said something along the lines of, what if every time somebody got a client, you got a prospect? And what he was doing was showing how every time he got a partnership with somebody and every time they got a client, those clients were sent a mini course of his as a bonus for being a member of, I think it was an association. And that's another great example of using this kind of thing because they're exposed to him, what he does. And there's obviously information in there on, on how to get, how to find out more and, and all that kind of thing and I think that's a fantastic idea but you could also train people on how to refer you who you're looking for what's your ideal type of client what problems do you need to listen out for all those sorts of things so there's so many things that you could do with this that the opportunity is as big as your imagination and don't worry about the tech stuff because you can figure it out or there's people like Jonathan out there that can help you figure that side of things out it's more about thinking about where do you want to where do you want to go with it how big is your imagination? And then just, it, it's that question. Successful people don't necessarily ask how, they ask who. <laughs> and who can I help get to help me actually implement some of this stuff? And well, Jonathan is incredibly knowledgeable and has a lot of expertise when it comes to actually implementing the tech side of things. So if it's something that, yeah, listening that you're thinking, actually, that sounds like a smart thing to do, then yeah, definitely check out um, uh, WP Tonic. Um, it's wp-tonic.com. That's right, .com. We've got also a ton of resources on the website. Um, I actively um, post a number of articles um, and we've got a whole library of content that's specifically aimed at somebody talking about cameras, talking about sound, talking about all the different platforms, choices. We've got articles about the whole business of building online courses and I do a, a lot of podcasting myself and there's a number of interviews with some of the leading experts in e-learning and education that's also on the website as well yeah and it's a fantastic resource if if you're if you're read even if you're just thinking about it or you sort of you've heard this and thought oh, this is an interesting idea I'd definitely go and check out some of those episodes and, and those interviews because yeah it'll open your mind to all sorts of options and, and possibilities so the last thing I sort of want to ask you is 
running a, a business yourself that is primarily service-based, what's been working well for you in terms of attracting people to your business um, or yeah, marketing or, or selling uh, more clients? What's What's been working well for you recently? I think there's two areas that, um, that well, there's probably three areas that people... Um, if you're on on if you're building products or services and you're you're selling them online, basically, um, I don't care what anybody says to you. SEO is still organic search and organic traffic is still really really important. Um, no paid traffic has its place, um, but building a business with organic traffic is still really important. But there's, there's a lot of misleading information out there when it comes to SEO. I'm not an SEO expert, but I have to do so much of this myself. And I have friends who are expert. And sometimes I bring them in for specific advice on specific issues. But um, I can't afford to have an SEO expert on a retainer every month because the ones that really know what they're talking about are very expensive mm. right yeah, um, I, I had an expert on here um uh, steve palethorpe who uh yeah the uh the stuff that actually goes into seo it, it blows your mind but there's there's a couple really easy principles mm. first of all um find a niche find a niche because that will actually help you with the content you got to write and being a big fish in a small pond is the only way in 2019 to be successful in SEO terms. Secondly, don't write a ton of articles. Write a, a good de one good detailed post where you've done some SEO research, i.e. finding out where you can compete with that article, where the competition isn't too strong but there's still enough traffic um there's a number of tools out there inexpensive tools that can show you um which key phrase that you should be targeting to build your article around but make sure that article is really in-depth article it's better to write one in-depth article per month where you've done the seo a little bit of seo research then writing four or five articles, one a week, that's shallow and you haven't done your research. That that just doesn't lead anywhere, Adam. Mm. Secondly, building relationships online and um, building alliances where you and you may be um, a business um, partner um, can get into a situation where it's a win-win is really, really important. And the good thing about the WordPress community is that it has a lot of those type of relationships. Mm. And I try and be as helpful to other people that have got a WordPress-based business as hopefully they're going to be as help, helpful to me, right? Mm. And thirdly, um, your email list. Um, you know, really attempting to build up your email list is really important. So I would say they they are the free, not all that flashy, not all not the buzzwords probably at the present moment, which is Instagram, probably. 
but really um, if you get your SEO you really attempt to build up your email list and you try and build those relationships um, they're the main way way where I get quality leads from Adam yeah well I'm with you on that it's not about the uh, the latest fad sometimes the fundamentals other things at work and there's something in our brains at times that makes us think well it can't be it can't be that simple or it, it can't be that obvious the thing is with all of those things that you, you you spoke about there it requires that focus and the ability to do it consistently and there isn't a magic button that you can push and all of a sudden things happen and you know all of those things they are long-term commitments that if you consistently do it over time you're going to reap rewards but it's not the sexy version that a lot of people want to hear but it's the truth and i'm with you 100 percent on that this has been a, a very interesting conversation and it's um yeah it's it's a different way of looking at how to use some of the opportunities that we have today literally at our fingertips to grow a service-based business and yeah if, if you've been listening to this and thinking right okay there's something in this um again check out what jonathan does um oh, no, i just want to point out adam that if you go to the wp tonic website right on the front page there's a button there to book a free consultation with me for at least half hour to an hour they it's got on the you can book half hour but normally the conversations go on for an hour and that's totally free so if you if you're considering or you're just looking at the possibility you can book a free hour with me really easily to have a, a discussion and i try and be as helpful as i can adam Absolutely. So yeah, if that sounds like something that um, appeals and, and you want to just uh, skip it all and, and, and get ideas from the from the man himself, then definitely go and check that out. And I'll, I'll link to that on the on the show notes and go and check it out. Yeah, it's got me thinking in a lot of different ways and, and maybe ways of enhancing some of the things that I do and, and using this in, in, in various different ways. So it's it's got my cogs whirring, which can be a dangerous thing and it can take me off chasing squirrels in all sorts of different directions. But uh, yeah, um, if it's got me thinking, I hope it's got a lot of people out there that are listening thinking as well. So Jonathan, thank you ever so much for joining me. And um, all that's left to say is happy fishing. Thanks so much for tuning into the show today. I know there are a lot of podcasts you could be listening to, but you've chosen this one and I'm truly grateful for that. And if you've enjoyed this week's episode, I'd love if you could just take a few quick minutes to share your thoughts and leave an honest rating review for the show over on iTunes. It's not only important for helping others discover the show, but I also read each and every submission personally and they really do mean the world to me. So thanks very much in advance and happy fishing.